he has, Spence. I couldn't be more stoked to be back in the saddle again with Ventura Forge Podcast, hanging out with you, listening to those vibes of Ray Fresco as we drop into episode number 13. It's going to be a little bit different this time, Spence, as we're not going to be doing an interview with somebody here in studio or bringing up a new event. We're going to be giving more details of an interview that I had with an investigator for the city of Ventura talking about my removal from the commission. And what I want to know very quickly here, Spencer, is one published in the Star, our local paper, and also talked about on KVTA 1590, local morning show. How much did this investigation cost? $50,000, Spence. $50,000 to investigate a volunteer as myself, as the leader of the Parks and Rec Commission, as the chair. It's very important that the public hears this 90 minutes to have my point of view of this side and to see where your money was spent. Also know, in this recording, the interviewer asked for me to re give information about people, contact information. That was provided, and they weren't reached out to in this whole $50,000. So they'll be able to hear that interview right now. Ventura Forward, let's go. Maybe at the end I can have your contact info, um, just in case we need to touch base on anything. Okay. Well, thank you so much for meeting me today. Um, for the investigation, I do appreciate your time. Um, I'm just gonna briefly talk about uh, the investigation and then I'm gonna start the recording. Just wanted to kind of give you an introduction before I start recording everything. Um, and uh, obviously ask your permission if, if it's yeah. okay to record. Can I record too? Yes. Thank you. Yes, you can. I'm sorry. Um, so, as you know, as I mentioned to you, this investigation involves a complaint made by a uh, city employee. Uh, regarding uh, behavior by you towards that employee um, and then in the investigation uh, there's been other allegations regarding treatment of employees by you um, and specifically conduct that would be uh, seen as aggressive or hostile um, and then uh, there's uh, some instances or incidents involving uh, threats uh, not physical threats but just threats or threatening conduct or statement um, so the purpose of this investigation is to determine, you know, the accuracy of those allegations, um, and we've conducted several interviews. Um, and so today, I'm just going to ask you questions about um, your interactions with city employees, to the extent that you have any, um, and your role as commissioner, and those kinds of things. Okay. So I'm going to yes. um, um, ask you if it's okay to record it. You are free to record it as well. Sure. Um, and so if you have any questions. If you don't understand my question, let me know. I will rephrase it or repeat it. If you need to step away, let me know as well. Um, if you need to take a break, you know, let me know. Uh, if for whatever reason we don't conclude today, we can meet up again. Um, and if we conclude and you remember any additional information that may be helpful or that you think is relevant or any documents that you think are important for me to take a look at, uh, you can give them to me or give me a call and we can set up another meeting, okay? How long is this interview expected to go? Well, it depends on Mr. Noren's um, answers. Um, you know, typically when we interview the subjects of the investigation, it takes at least a couple hours. I have to leave at 1.30. I was under the assumption, I mean, I've, I've done these kinds of interviews. I do these kinds of interviews sure. for municipalities and companies. I never take more than 45 minutes. I was under the assumption this would be no more than an hour. Okay, so well. it's not a deposition. This is just an interview. No, I understand that. So I understand I've got to leave by 1.30. So if you're not done by 1.30, we're going to have to continue it. Okay. Okay, and that's fine. Um, so we, if, if that's the case, then we'll set up another time if we don't conclude by then, okay? Okay, well, I'm gonna start the recording. 
So today is March 11, 2022, and the time is 11.59 a.m. This is Fabiola Rivera of Lozano Smith, and I'm conducting an interview of Spencer Norton on behalf of the city of Ventura. And Mr. Norton has given me permission to record this interview, correct? Yes. Okay. And Mr. Norton is uh, here represented by uh, Mr. Greg Ramirez. Is that correct, Mr. Correct. Ramirez? And Mr. Ramirez is an attorney. Um, and so the purpose of this investigation, as I previously mentioned to you, um, is to determine if there has been a violation of city policies, rules, regulations, or the law, and you were identified in the complaint as the subject of the investigation. Now, you're being asked to provide information as part of a city investigation, and as a city official or appointed official, um, you are expected to cooperate fully in the investigation and to provide completely honest um, question, answers in, in, to my questions and provide information as accurate as you can. So the failure to cooperate in the investigation or to provide truthful or accurate information uh, during the interview or during the investigation or to keep the matter confidential may result in ramifications involving your capacity as a commissioner for the Parks and Recs Commission. Um, now again, the investigation is confidential and to the extent possible, we are going to uh, conduct it in a manner to keep the identity of all parties confidential. And so to make sure that is the case, um, that it's an effective and full investigation and to allow the public or preserve the public's trust in the city's ability to operate efficiently, uh, you are ordered not to discuss this interview, the questions that I ask, the subject matter, the complaint with anyone other than your attorney or myself. And this order will be automatically lifted once we conclude the investigation when we will no longer have the need to uh, collect information uh, or documentation, okay? Um, and then, I, as I mentioned to you, you have the ability to record this interview, and I believe you said you wanted to, so uh, I, I'm not sure if you started the recording already. Yes. Okay. And so if at any time you, again, need to step away, or you need to take a break, or you need to go to the bathroom, let me know. If you don't understand my questions, please let me know. Okay, okay? thank you. And so we'll get started. Um, so can you just tell me uh, and spell your name for me, please? My name is Spencer Nor N, S P E N C E R. Okay. N O R E N. Okay. And do you work for the city in any capacity? No. Okay. And are you currently involved um, with the city in any capacity in any way? Yes. And what is that? Parks and Rec Commissioner. Okay. And how long have you Chairman. been? Chairman. Okay. How long have you been a Parks and Recs Commissioner? Two and a half years, I believe. Two and a half years. And how long have you been the Chairman of the Commission? Um, I believe 10 months because it came in as an appointment. Okay. Eight to 10 months, excuse me. And prior to being appointed up to the Commission, were you involved with the city in any other capacity? No. And so what, to your understanding, what does the role of commissioner entail? What does the role of commissioner entail? Mm -hmm. um, to host monthly meetings. Okay. Uh, well, the chair hosts the monthly meetings, so to attend monthly meetings um, and to be an advocate for Parks and Rec through um, your constituents, through the community, to be a, a voice of the community and allow them to communicate to you, then you can communicate to um, city council. And do you have any responsibilities as a commissioner? Do I have responsibilities? Mm -hmm. Yes. And what are those? 
Well, the first is to follow the rules. Uh, there's Brown Acts and there's Constitutional Acts that so follow the rules, so that's my first obligation. Number one is to be um, an honest representative of the community. Um, and everyone, and then I guess my other representation would be to help be um, a voice of the people. Now, did you receive any training uh, prior to being appointed or once you were appointed commissioner by the city? I guess it'd be training in what fashion? Training to uh, in your role as commissioner. No. Okay. Did you receive any um, guidance as to uh, what your role was supposed to be as commissioner by the city? Guidance in the form of documentation I believe of descriptions of okay. what the roles of the commissioner are but not verbally no okay do you recall who gave you those that documentation I do not okay so um, do you recall receiving any type of like handbooks or any um, rules or policies that were applicable to you as a commissioner from the city mm. Other than doing the Brown Act um, uh, PowerPoint during mm -hmm. our meeting, no. No. Okay. So there was a Brown Act um, presentation. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Twice. I went through the Brown Act presentation. Uh, yes, and I believe there also was a social media um, training course last year with a new law that came in place. Now you're aware, um, other than the items that you mentioned, if there are any specific policies um, that you're supposed to follow as commissioner? No. And in your role as commissioner, did you have any authority over city employees? No. Okay. Now in your role as commissioner, do you work with any city employees? Yes. And in what kind of matters do you work with employees? I work with uh, city staff in our monthly meetings and that is the direct uh, contact with the person who's hosting the meeting with me, and that would be the parks manager. It's been Tom Martin and also Stacy Zarazua. Okay. And are these um, employees within a specific department? Yes, ma'am. And what department is that? Parks and Rec. Okay. Other than Tom Martin and Stacy Zarazua, uh, do you work with any other uh, specific employees that you can name for me? No. Okay. Now, how would you um, generally describe your um, working relationship or interactions with these uh, city employees in your role as commissioner? Wonderful. Okay. Uh, very friendly, open, and uh, productive. Okay. Also very mutually respected. Now specifically, how would you describe, oh, and let me back up, uh, Tom Martin, is Mr. Martin still working for the city? No. Okay. How would you describe your working or interactions with Mr. Martin as, in, as commissioner? Oh, good. good. Hey, Tom had a good relationship. Okay. And then with Ms. Zarazua? Fantastic. And how long have you been working with Ms. Zarazua in your role as commissioner? Um, Tom's been gone, I think, close to a year. She also was the recreation manager, too, but right now that spot's empty, 
So Tom was kind of hosting the meetings and Stacy was there too, but Tom moved away and it's only Stacy. So okay. within my commission, there's two managers, but since I've been the chair, Tom's role has not been fulfilled. Okay. That kind of makes a little sense. And, and um, do you know who's taking over for Tom's role? No, even if it hasn't been fulfilled? No, ma'am. So um, as I mentioned before we started the recording, I'm gonna move now generally into the allegations of, of the complaint and the specific allegations of the complaint. The general allegation is that you engage in harassing and hostile or bullying behavior to city staff and in particular to employees in the Parks and Recreations Department. Um, the complaint alleges several incidents involving an arborist for, who works for the city. And then the, the complaint also alleges other instances where you were threatening or intimidating um, to other city employees in your role as commissioner. And so I'm gonna talk about now just the first allegation in the complaint, okay? So the complaint that alleges that on, on November 15, 2021, the tree arborists for the city called you to discuss a video or a stream you posted on Facebook over that prior weekend, um, discussing the removal of pine trees on Thale Road. Mm -hmm. The complaint states that you used the arborist's name in your video and that you incorrectly stated that he had approved the removal of the trees. The complaint states that the arborist called you to tell you that he was on vacation during that weekend and could not respond to your calls. The complaint also states that the arborist told you during that call that he felt it was not appropriate for you to use his name on social media or to post that he was unresponsive and that he had approved the removal of the trees. Uh, the complaint finally states that uh, into that incident that your response to the arborist was threatening and intimidating and that you asked the arborist if he really wanted to quote go down this road with you so that's no question i'm just telling you the allegations okay um so now do you know an employee a, a city employee by the name of mike or michael Miller? yes and how do you know him as a city arborist and how long have you known him Three and a half years? Three and a half years. Maybe more. Four. Do you have any interactions with uh, Mr. Malore in your role as commissioner? Do I have any actions? Yes. Okay. And when did those begin? Um, as commissioner or non-commissioner? As commissioner. As commissioner, they began, I probably would just see Mike around town. I've never like scheduled to meet Mike or anything like that just more of just meeting around town and just seeing him around and saying hello and before you became commissioner uh similar just at parks just kind of inquiring uh wanting to support employees telling them they're doing a good job and so in your um interactions with him as commissioner how would you describe those interactions good yeah we had a good really good working relationship I mean, I didn't say working relationship. Good, uh, just relationship. Mm -hmm. But not, there's nothing working about it. Yeah. Okay. So, on what type of matters did you interact with him? Oh, the we updated the tree. The tree um, plan, mm -hmm. tree master plan. Mm -hmm. We worked together when we worked with the tree master plan. I worked with him on that. Um, that's about it. Um, picking out a few species 
for trees, I think. One time I also included them in an email where a neighbor wanted to plant a tree mm -hmm. at Camino Real Park. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the big extent. Okay, and you said Stacy included him in an email, is that what you said? I think I emailed both of them. Okay. Like, how do I, a neighbor, a resident inquired to me, how do I get this tree planted? So my course of action is normally to email the manager and then CC if I know somebody who's in the department. Now, do you recall the incident that I described, or any incidents that I described um, in, in the allegation involving the removal of trees? Yes. So I'm gonna break it down. So. Uh, the removal of trees, that actual specific incident. Um, can you tell me when it occurred, or, or can you tell me about it? Sure. Um, ask the question again real fast. Yes, the tree incident. Tree incident. So I'm just talking about the tree, the removal of the trees. Sure. Um, do you know anything, or does that refresh your recollection as to any incidents involving the removal of trees? Yeah, I mean, there was trees being removed on Phil, on Phil Street and Saratoga on Friday afternoon, they were preparing for it. And uh, that's, I went back Saturday morning to see what was going on and they were removing mature pine trees. And who's they? Um, the Ventura tree guy, the arborist team. The arborist team? Team, outsourced of course. So not city employees? No ma'am. And um, was anyone else present with you when you witnessed the removal of the trees? It was over a multiple day process. Okay. So uh, at, at certain times, yes and no. Okay. Do you know why the trees were being removed? Uh, at that time, no. Did you later become aware why the trees were being removed? Yes. Okay, and why was that? for uh, repeat the question? Yeah, did you later become aware why the trees were being removed? I believe I do know, I guess I can say, but I haven't really cold hard fact it yet, so I don't really want to open something I don't know. I believe I know they were removed just because the property owner wanted them removed. Okay with the advice and recommendation by outside parties. How did you become aware that the trees were being removed that weekend? By my basic knowledge of the town. And did you have any response to the removal of the trees? Did I have any response? Or did you take any action in response to the removal of the trees? Physically, like in the moment, or did I write anything? I guess, I mean, I know, I, I sent city staff an email okay. asking them. Yeah, on Monday I emailed um, Akbar Ali Khan, and he would replied to me within a few hours saying that he was very sorry that the city had broken a conditional use permit and were removing the trees unlawfully. And he will go to him and he would send city staff down there immediately and stop the removing of the trees. And who is Akbar Alikon? He's the assistant city manager. And you mentioned this is in an email. That's, this is what I said to you in an email. Yes, ma'am, I believe so. Okay. 
other than sending an email on Monday, did you have um, any additional responses? Or, and by that I mean any action, emails, you know, anything else? I don't believe so. Now, you mentioned that you became aware um, that it was with the approval of uh, counsel and advice of uh, outside parties that the trees were being removed, right? Mm -hmm. um, did, that, did you ever learn whether the city had actually approved the removal of, of the trees? No. Okay. And when you referred to um, outside parties, do you know who those outside parties were? Um. From the testimony I've received, I can't speak for that testimony. I just know that I was told that there were multiple parties there deciding on removing the trees. Do you have um, Do you have any knowledge as to the identity of any of those multiple parties? Uh, yes, it was somebody who worked for the water district because there's a water main right there, and there was also mm -hmm. a city inspector. And city inspector. And this information was found out weeks after this incident. But yes, if it's important to the investigation, that's after more people this story is still very fresh in people's minds because the trees are still standing at the at, at the premises half the trees are gone other half are still there okay. so this is kind of a still ongoing thing for active residents do you have um do you know the name of the act the city inspector or the water district person nope okay now do you recall the video that is referenced in the allegation in the complaint I recall it. I have not watched it again. Okay. So do you recall making a video about the tree removal? Yes. Okay. And do you recall when that was? Uh, Friday at around 3.30. And where was the, um, the video recorded or posted? In the middle of the street. Oh, where did I post it? On Facebook. Well, Facebook. On Facebook, okay. But that where, where were you located when? You In the middle of the street. And and near the vicinity of where the trees were being removed. Yes, ma'am. When you recorded the video, was anyone else present? In my vicinity, no. Okay. Why did you decide to record a video? to document trees being cut down. Do you recall um, if in your video you stated or used Mr. Malor's um, name? No. You don't recall or you didn't use his name? I don't recall. Okay. Do you recall um, if in your video you stated that Mr. Miller was unresponsive to your calls? No. You don't recall or you don't? I don't recall. I don't recall. Do you recall if in the video you um, stated that Mr. Malor was responsible for the removal of the trees? No. You don't recall? No. You didn't say that? No. I would never say that. And do you believe that making the video was appropriate? Yes. And why is that? Because the residents need to be aware of what's happening in the city of Ventura. Okay. Um, the video that you made, did you make that as a citizen or did you make that in your role as commissioner? 
Everything or, I make. Or both. Everything I make is as a citizen. Okay. In my role. In your role? Well, I mean, in my life, that I try to. I only try to put the commissioner hat on when I'm talking to somebody, and I can tell them I'm putting it on, or when I'm there. It's something that I talked with Nancy distinctly about when I first got in there. It's because I know there's multiple hats. I always try to keep my resident hat on. But for that particular um, video, just so that I'm clear, was it with both hats on as a citizen and commissioner, or just as one or the other? Resident. Okay. Now, do you ever uh, recall the call that is being mentioned in, in the complaint with Mr. Malor? Yes. Okay. Do you know when it happened? Um, I want to say the Monday, the Monday morning at around 10 a.m. And was anyone else present with you when you took the call? Nope. Do you know where Mr. Malor was calling you from? Nope. Do you know if um, Mr. Malor, uh, or that Mr. Malor tell you someone else was present with him during the call? No. Can you tell me what you recall was the discussion during that call? Um, I answered the phone and Mike Malore said, hey, I'm disappointed in you. And I said, no, he said, I'm disappointed. And I said, I know, I can't believe the trees are being cut down. And he said, no, I'm disappointed in you. I said, for what? And he said, because of things you said on Facebook. And I said, oh, okay. Um, I, I actually kind of remember that time being like, what did I say? Because I, you know, sometimes I talk on Facebook, I won't really remember what I was saying, just make a video and post it. And um, he said something similar to what you said here. And I said, that wasn't my intent. I don't remember saying that. I said, and then at that point, I said basically like, where, where is this going? Why are you calling me? Because he said, if somebody's gonna call me and tell me they're disappointed in me, and I'm a resident, you know, um, and that's when I was distinctly asked him, I said, are you calling me as the Parks and Rec Commissioner or are you calling me as a resident? He said, as a resident. I said, well, then I don't appreciate you calling me and saying that you're disappointed in me. That was it. Okay. Do you recall um, asking Mr. Miller during the call that quote, do you want to go down this road with me? No. Okay, you don't recall saying that? No. Nope. And what was the outcome of the call? Nothing. Do you believe your response to Mr. Malor's call was appropriate? Do I believe my response? Yeah. Okay. And, and why is that? Why is that? Because it's what came out of me. Did you speak to, um, I, I believe you mentioned you spoke to uh, Mr. Olicon about the tree removal incident, correct? Yes. Did you speak to anyone else from the city about the incident? Not to my knowledge. Okay. Did you speak to anyone from the city about the video of the tree removal that you made? No. Did you speak to anyone uh, from the city about the call you had with Mr. Malloy? 
No. Do you know if any other complaints were filed against you uh, with the city because of this incident, um, the video and the tree removal? No. This is the first I've learned of it today. Do you know if any complaints were filed against you with the police because of this incident with the video and the tree removal? No. Do you know if an investigation of the removal of the trees uh, was conducted? I don't know, I believe so. From my information with Akbar, they said they had looked into the researching the conditional use permit and then I talked to the arborists as well and they said that they have made a new plan to not remove the other pine trees to just trim them back and then to plant new trees because within the conditional use permit they said you needed to have a plan before you removed anything. Okay. Do you know um, do you know who specifically conducted the investigation? And so was the outcome of the investigation what you just mentioned, the revision of the um, conditional use permit? Uh, unfortunately, I do not know. Okay, you don't know the outcome of the investigation? No, ma'am. Okay. I'm just here to stay within the community. Okay. Were you involved in any way in that investigation? I don't believe so. Okay. And other than your conversations uh, with Mr. Alikon and the arborist, uh, were you advised of any outcome of any investigation involving the tree removal? No, ma'am. Now, um, how often do you normally post comments or videos about city matters on your social media or your social media accounts? Daily. Okay. And what matters do you post about? Positive, informative, and transparent. And where do you obtain um, the information that you post on your social media? Uh, and, and I'm talking only specifically about city matters. Oh, uh, shoot. I wouldn't know that kind of changes with COVID, I guess. But I mean, I used to speak at city council every year, every week, and I put the camera live in the city council halls. Uh, I mean, so it's been something I've been doing for years. I'm kind of known as the social media guy around town. Um, that really puts it out there uh, without being like derogatory. So I guess I don't really know the answer to that. Sorry. Okay. Now, when you uh, post information about city matters, mm -hmm. um, do you confirm that it's accurate before you post it? In all effort, yes. Absolutely. And what efforts do you try to do to confirm the, the information? Check my sources multiple sources. Again, some of those are on the internet, so it's never that reliable, but I try to do my best. You use internet sources as well? Sure. Um, now, you're obviously a city of Ventura resident, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, do you know how residents of the city of Ventura, and I'm not a, a Ventura resident, so um, do you know how the residents in the city feel about trees. How do they feel about trees? Yeah, my, my understanding... Um, it's a little overbroad. Well, in, in... It also calls for speculation. I don't know what this has to do with an investigation by a complaint by one employee. Well, I, I'm getting to that. So, the incident involving the allegation and the complaint was tree removal, correct? So, 
I'm just asking if you know, and if you don't know, that's fine. Uh, but is, is there, from your experience as the city of Ventura resident, is there a general feeling about residents in this city about trees? I'll say that we just did an active transportation plan and we had 70 residents in that and they asked what was the most important thing to improve the style and trees were number one. And so other than, than what you just mentioned, mm -hmm. um, is there any other um, basis that you have about how people, how residents of the city feel about trees? Um, our number one landmark is a place to see called Two Trees. Okay. We've got two trees right in front of our mission. Our parks are flagpole and our best parks with over 100-year-old fig trees and Plaza Park and Mission Park. So our history of our town is around trees and on every entrance to every every city street from the east into the west we're part of tree city usa mm -hmm. so there's actually a public sign that welcomes everybody to tree city usa okay so based on my um interviews with other witnesses uh i was told that by various other witnesses that people in the city of interact feel strongly about trees uh, is that something that you would agree with Yes. Okay. Um, and so, do you think that posting the video without having all the background information as to who approved it or not, um, do you think that could affect the reputation of a city employee? Because we're talking specifically about trees. And people here take it very strongly. I, well, I would say that people take it very strongly. If you ask staff, there's just the opposite side. It's a coin in this town. It's 50-50. So I don't think that the, the strong is a good, accurate, actually, understanding. I think okay. it's completely 50-50. So as many as are for it, just as many people are strongly against. Okay. So posting a video about trees uh, would, may or may not have any effect on the, the reputation of a city employee. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know more than, any, than anything else. So then did you deny making the video and specifically as to the statement where you suggested that Mr. Miller was specifically responsible for the removal of the trees? One more time. So do you, do you deny making a video about the tree removal back in, I believe it was in November 2021, where you made a statement that Mr. Malor was responsible for the removal of those trees on Thale Street? Yes, I deny making that okay. statement. You don't deny making a video about the removal of the trees? Do you deny asking Mr. Malor, do you want to go down this road with me when you had that call about the removal of the trees in the video? Yes. Okay. Do you deny that your response to Mr. Malor during that call was threatening or intimidating? Yes. Are we here today over hurt feelings? Is that what this is all about? 
I mean, you're wasting my, my client's time, you're wasting my time over some guy's hurt feelings when he's the chief arborist for the city of Ventura? No, uh, we're here over at Or are we here to attack my client, who is a political figure in the city of Ventura and has almost been elected to the city council? Is this a political hatch job? Because that's what this seems like to me. You're fishing, and you're fishing for whatever reason, because some guy has hurt feelings or because my client is a potential city council candidate. No, we're here because a city employee filed a complaint about feeling that he was the recipient of aggressive and hostile behavior. And so the city, as you know, has obligations to determine whether those allegations are true. And I'm just asking questions about that. I have, in my 32 years as a lawyer, I've never had a municipality pay a big law firm to investigate a volunteer of a committee. But apparently they're paying you a lot of money to do that. And so it seems to me like this is a political hatch job for my client being transparent as a citizen and pointing out something that was ultimately true, which is taking down these trees was illegal and in violation of a CUP. Did you ever see any documentation that said that removing the trees was illegal? No. So let me talk to you about the second allegation in the complaint, okay? Okay. More hurt feelings. The complaint also alleges that a couple of days after the call, after the November call, mm -hmm. Mr. Millard was working at Cabrillo Middle School and ran into you. Uh, the complaint states that you said, oh, hello, Mike, with a sarcastic tone and that you were chuckling at him. The complaint also states that you told Mr. Millard that he needed to return your calls because you were reaching out to him for six weeks. Um, and then it also states that then you said to Mr. Millard, you will have no future working in this city and that you would make uh, you would make sure of it. That's the allegations, okay? Do you recall that interaction or that incident described in the second allegation? I remember me and him have a discussion at Cabrillo Middle School, yes. Okay. And can you tell me about it? Yes. I happened to be the Cabrillo Middle School basketball coach and I was posting a lot on social media my schedule and what was going on that season. And when our practice was over at 4.45, unbeknownst to me, Mike Malore is on an active school campus, walking his dog, riding his skateboard on campus, walking right towards me. And there's only one exit to leave the school from the gymnasium. As you walk up the stairs, because the main staircase is closed to the parking lot. You go to the right, there's a staircase, and you have to go by the office. At that time, Mr. Malore is walking right towards me very aggressive and aggressively walks up to me and I said hey Mike how are you doing he, he gives me a very stern aggressive face I go are you you must be upset he goes don't effing talk to me I go why what happened he goes because you're posting on Facebook like a little girl and I said please don't call me names he said why because you are a little girl and I said, dude, I've got my kids right behind me as my students were now falling farther back behind me as my, my, my athletes were watching this mm -hmm. with his intimidation. We walk up and we said along the lines of not even to the extent of what was said there. I just said, good luck. Oh, I said something. How come you hadn't called me back in six months? And he said, I don't have to call you back. I said, that's fine. That's totally understandable. And that was it. Do you recall where, when it happened? 
at 4.40 p.m. Actually, 4.50 p.m. because practice is over at 4.45. Okay. Do you recall the date? Um, I don't, ma'am. I want to say because that happened on a Monday, we used to have practices on Wednesday. I want to say it was Wednesday. Okay. At 4.45. If I had to look back in the records, I could. The following the calls. Yeah. And, and where does this exactly take place, the, the um, interaction? Right by the Cabrillo Middle School office. Okay. Was anyone else other than you and Mr. Miller present? Yes. Who was that? Um, three of my athletes okay. were about probably 10 yards behind. Are these students? Yes, ma'am. Are they um, minors? They're in seventh and eighth grade. Okay. Other than the students, was anyone else there present? My assistant coach, Jeff, might have been there. I would have to ask him. Okay. And what was, um, what is Jeff's last name? Jeff G. I'm sorry, I don't know his last name. Okay. Jeff G. And so other than what you just told me, was there anything else that was said in that discussion? No. And what was the outcome of that discussion? Him being very aggressive with me and looking away, walking in a different direction. Do you recall saying the statement, you will have no future working in the city? No. You don't recall saying it or you didn't say it? Both, no. And do you recall the statement uh, that you said that you would make sure of it? No. And again, is that you didn't say it or you don't recall saying it? Both. Okay. Now, do you believe your response during that interaction was appropriate? Yes. And, and why is that? Because I had, at my point, I had to protect myself. I physically felt threatened. He aggressively came up to me where I was at on my school campus at my time of coaching and approached me and continued to call me derogatory names. And I, I, I will go further to say that after this incident happened, I called the city staff and left a voicemail and told them it happened and never received a call back. Okay. Maybe well, you should file a complaint so they can investigate him. Who I, did you call? Not. I called Stacy Zarazo. Okay. My one contact that I always call. Do you recall when you called her? Immediately after. Did you actually speak to her? No, I did not. Okay. Uh, did you leave a voicemail? Yes, ma'am. And what did you leave in the voicemail? Um, Stacy's kids go to Cabrillo as well, and I've known her for a while. I pretty much just described what I just told you. I was leaving okay. practice. I not know nowhere. Mike Malor came up to me, aggressively approached me in front of my kids, called me the girl twice, and we walked out and we separated ways. I felt very intimidated and threatened by him. That's what I told her in the message. Other than Ms. Arzua, did you call anyone at the city or contact anyone at the city for, about this interaction? I don't believe so. Okay. And I know you've said this, but uh, did Ms. Arzua respond to your call? No. Have you heard any response from the city about this incident? No. 
Have you filed any complaints with the city about this incident? No. We will today, though. Do you know if any other complaints uh, were filed against you with the police because of this incident in, in the second allegation, the Cabrillo Middle School? No, ma'am. You don't know? I don't know any complaints okay. filed against me, no. Um, do you know if an investigation of the second incident by police was conducted? No, I do not know. Okay. Now, do you deny that when you ran or had the interaction with Mr. Malora Rio Middle School that you had a sarcastic tone with him? Yes, I do deny that. Do you deny that, that you told Mr. Malor in that interaction that he needed to return your calls? No. You don't deny that? I do deny that. Okay. I, I, my, to my recollection, I said, why haven't you not returned my calls over the last six months? Because we were in great communication prior to that, and then it stopped. And I was just kind of curious, like, why? What happened? Do you deny that you told Mr. Malor during the second interaction that he would have no future working in the city and that you would make sure of it? Did, we, did, I, did I, ask, I answer this already? Yeah, I, I asked you if you recalled it. I'm just asking you if you deny it. Well, if I don't recall it. And that's fine. You can tell me that you deny it or don't deny it. I deny it. I don't okay. Yeah. <laughs> Now, do you deny that you uh, have treated Mr. Malloy in a harassing manner in your role as commissioner? Yes. Okay. Do you deny treating Mr. Malloy in a hostile or bullying manner in your role as a, as a commissioner? Yes. Do you deny threatening Mr. Malloy in any of your interactions with him? Yes. And specifically as to the November interactions, do you deny threatening Mr. Malloy um, in any of those interactions in November? Yes. Do you deny intimidating Mr. Malord during your interactions with him last November? Yes. Do you recall having any conversations with Mr. Malord prior to the November uh, interactions mm -hmm. where you criticize or, quote, badmouth other city employees? No. Um, it's actually quite the opposite. For the last two years, Mike Malore has been bad-mouthing the whole staff. And he's been going and talking down to management and his workers. And I believe that's the basis of this allegation, is that he's fearful that I'm going to actually turn and tell everybody else what he's been saying about them. Okay. So tell me about these conversations that you've had with Mr. Malore. Um. Over the last two years, Mike has openly complained about how he is being harassed and mistreated by Nancy O'Connor, the Parks and Rec director, and that she has mistreated him and put too much work on his plate and allowed other employees below him to move up above him because she shows him favoritisms and might be having sexual relationships with him. That's investigation. That's what, that's what he's been telling me. And when did these conversations happen? Over the last two years. Mostly because during the COVID period, because during COVID, our tree supervisor, Andy Torres, got moved into a different role to help with COVID response. And in that time, Mr. Malor picked up all of the responsibilities of urban forestry. 
and felt very slighted and very disrespected by upper management in the city. And he was looking to communicate to me to help him get support. Was anyone else present during this conversation? Um, there's been multiple. Um, Was somebody there? Let me hold on a second, please. Um, I don't. I don't think. I, I can't say for sure. I'm sorry. I believe there were, but I don't know if what we were speaking at during that time. There are points when we have a conversation. Other people will come involved, and then they would leave, and then we'd start. He would start divulging more of the information to me. Mm-hmm. I can give you a perfect example of that that just happened six months ago. Okay, why don't you tell me about that? Please. Yeah, we were doing a, a tree planting day at Community Park. And Mike was there. I hadn't seen him in a while. It was good to see him again since the pandemic. And we were over by a truck hanging out with Bob Wilshire, having a conversation about a tree planting at Juana Maria Park, how they had just seen a resident planted a new tree, and they both thought it was a really good tree planting. They were going to leave it. And then Bob walked away, and Mike really wanted to start talking again about Nancy and the situation about how Nancy has been favoring Andy Torres and that the trees were being neglected within the city. They weren't following uh, municipal code by doing tree arbor reports for each tree. They were just cutting trees down without doing arbor reports. He was very upset about that. And um, we got in a conversation about how Nancy was siphoning money off of a project down off of North Bank. There was a project down off of North Bank and he was telling me that I should go and investigate how she's been stealing money from the city and moving it from one fund to another I believe I have the notes on my phone to look at because I took notes on this and he wanted me to bust Nancy. And you said this was six months ago? Maybe close to eight months now. But it was at community park and a tree planting day. What did you say to him in that conversation? Uh, I said, okay, what, what do I do? And he said, look into... The, uh, I can, can I have my phone? Uh, let me see if I have my own notes here. I might have hit him and meant something secret. Let me see if I have him somewhere in here. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, now this is something different. Mike told me about the job on the east side over budget. Get the name of the artist and find out. Shoot, this was, uh, this was on... No, this was a different note, sorry. Um, start it. I'm sorry, I can't find it right now. Let me look one more time. It's under my trees file. Cherry trees, list of goods, mulberry, and then last one, Parks and Rec, maybe. Sorry, I don't have the information. But nothing become of it because at that point, Mike said that he wanted to kind of calm down because the job opening for Parks and Rec Manager was there and that maybe he should kind of kick back and be a little play nice again and he might have a future in the city now because prior to that, he told me he didn't want to work for the city anymore and that he was looking for a different job because of how the disrespected he had gotten. He hadn't gotten moved up to the tree coordinator to the higher position he wanted so he was ready to move on, but since the, the, Tom Martin had moved on, he said he was going to kind of put in for the parks management job, so he was more motivated 
to kind of not be rogue. And I said, cool, good luck with the job. Okay. Any other outcome of those conversations? No. No. And, and generally, where would they take place? I know you mentioned um, In parks and on streets. Me and Mike, throughout the years, I, I can talk to him. One time we pulled over on Foothill Road by Seton Hall. And he was there just doing his work, and I pulled over, and he talked for 20 minutes about the situation of the city and the corruption and how there's no – how we're depleting all of our arborists and taking away all the equipment, uh, getting in talks of budgets, of how I could be allocating for budget, how I could be allocating for equipment. Um, yeah. Okay. Did you ever speak to anyone at the city – um, in regards to the comments that uh, Mr. Miller was making to you about Nancy O'Connor? Yes. Who did you speak to? Alex McIntyre. Okay. I took him to breakfast at Pete's restaurant. He's a city manager. And I showed him documentation on printed form about how Nancy O'Connor, um, by another employee who I cannot say their name, has told me to Google Nancy Connor North Las Vegas. And when I did that as a commissioner, I found out that Mrs. O'Connor, to my understanding of my investigative work that I read online, that she was removed and fired and had to pay restitutional to an employee that she harassed for his special needs and was removed from the city of North Las Vegas. And staff was concerned that they were all, she was also harassing them and that they felt as a commissioner it was my job to find out and to find out the conduit. And I felt very caught in between this and I vocalized this to Akbar, I mean to City McIntyre. Another meeting at lunch a few weeks later at Cafe Fiore with Akbar Ali Khan, where I also presented the, the lawsuit paperwork from Nancy O'Connor. And they both looked at it, said it wasn't that big of a deal, and gave it back to me. And they also took council member Jim Friedman on a walk on North Bank. And I explained to him the concerns that the employees were talking about feeling uh, seducted to racism, to favoritism, and that Nancy O'Connor was running a department that was not following the rules. So I tried my best to go to every level of management and the person who appointed me to my commission seat. Okay. Let me ask you a couple questions about Mr. your conversation with Mr. McIntyre. When did that occur? Uh, you know, I want to say it was pre-pandemic. I want to say he's been here two and a half years, and I invited him within the first six months. I, right, if I, I, could, I could be wrong. It might have been right after the pandemic. The restaurant reopened. I'm sorry. It might have, okay. been, it might have been 18 months. I could check my notes, I guess, but you know what? It's been since I was a commissioner. You're right. I'm sorry. So COVID's catching me. So it's been in the last 18 months, about 18 months ago, after the reopen. It was closed down, then the reopen went to Pete's, and then it closed again. Yes. Because the rest, yes, because we sat outside at Cafe Fiore. So obviously the restaurant was outside then. And I mean Mr. McIntyre. McIntyre, but yes, they were very close to each other. Oh. They were about two weeks apart. Okay. So did you meet McIntyre at Cafe Fiore? At Pete's restaurant. At Pete's restaurant. Sorry for my confusion. Okay. And then you mentioned you showed him documents? Yep. And what was Mr. McIntyre's response? 
you don't want to think that you can come in as a commissioner right away and tell the director what to do, do you? Was, uh, did he give you any other response other than that? Um, not that I can recall. Uh, we had a great conversation in general, but in that matter in itself, that was the only thing he addressed. I then asked him for a type of mentorship. I said, I've been told that my personality can be a little outrageous sometimes and maybe seem to be out of control. I've heard that my whole life. I'm really dedicated to being part of this process. Can you please help me keep in line or maybe if I fall out of line, communicate and maybe give me some mentorship in the future? He said, not a problem, but I want to let you know, since you have run for city council before, I want it to be very careful that it doesn't seem like I'm showing you favoritism and helping your campaign in some way. Do you know if any action was taken by the city in terms of your conversation with Mr. McIntyre about Ms. O'Connor? I never heard anything else about it. Okay. Did you file any complaints with the city about um, the allegations against Mr. Ms. O'Connor? No, I did not. Okay. Now, uh, in terms of your conversation with Mr. Olicon, mm -hmm. that was at Cafe Fiore, correct? Yes, ma'am. And when did that take place? I want to say about 14 months ago. Okay. And what was that discussion? Um, discussion was the same, with the intent that I felt as a Parks and Rec Commissioner that I had information being received by city employees that I did not know what to do with. And I didn't want to give that information or expose that information in the wrong capacity. So I went to the very top. Okay. What was Mr. Alicon's response? Thank you for sharing. Did he have any other response? No, ma'am. Not your conversation with Mr. Friedman. Yes. When did that take place? That was before the McIntyre. That was probably about two years ago. Okay. Um, let me think of the commission again. So maybe 20 months. Sorry, my dates aren't exactly. should be right on that air. 20 months. And what was that conversation about? The conversation was, Jim, I've been getting a lot of complaints about Nancy O'Connor from city staff about discrimination based upon race and ethnicity and gender, I need your help. Because I, I feel like these employees, there's multiple of them that have been here and they're retired and they told me to search Nancy O'Connor in North Las Vegas. And now I have information here saying that she discriminated against employees in, in, in Las Vegas. Now they're telling me that they're being discriminated upon. I need help, sir. What do I do? What did he say? Nothing. He said, don't do anything. Now, you mentioned Mr. Friedman appointed you as commissioner? Yes, he did. And Mr. Friedman is, what is Mr. Friedman's position? in the City state? council uh, member for District 5. Okay. Can one council member appoint you as commissioner? They give a recommendation, then you go to uh, interview process. So was Mr. Friedman the one who recommended you? I believe so, to my knowledge. And the interview is with whom? Um, it was with Christy Weir, Sophia Rubakava, Jim Friedman. Okay, and are they? Uh, All council members, a panel of council members. And I believe city staff was there too. Now, in terms of the employees who were complaining to you or telling you this information, 
Um, who were the employees? I, don't, I can't share their names. Why not? Because it's confidentiality. In what respect? My human respect for them to share information that they feel will get their job fired. Are those employees still currently working with the city? Yes. How many do you know? How many have shared those concerns with you? Three to five. And do they work directly under Ms. O'Connor? Um, a few, yes. And you can't provide me their names, or you won't provide Mike me their Malor. names. Mike Malore. Okay, other than Mr. Malore. Nope. You won't provide me their names. No. Anything else that you'd like to add in terms of the conversations that you've had with Mr. Muller about city staff? So the investigation has revealed other allegations that you treated other city employees in a harassing or hostile manner and that you engaged in intimidating or threatening conduct in your interactions as commissioner. Have you ever been involved in any incidents of that nature with any city employees other than Mr. Malore? Yeah. Other than the present complaint and investigation, are you aware of any complaints filed with city employees against you alleging that you were aggressive or hostile? No. Other than this investigation, have you been involved in any other investigations of complaints by city employees about any aggressive or hostile behavior on your part? No. And prior to this investigation, did anyone from the city ever bring to your attention that there were any incidents or complaints where um, there were allegations that you were involving in, in aggressive or hostile behavior with city employees? Quite the opposite. I've received multiple emails about what great communication and stewardship and comfort level I've been providing the employees. And those emails were sent by whom? Stacy Zero Zero. Are there anyone else other than Ms. Arzua sending you emails like that? Um, when Tom Martin moved, he sent me very positive, encouraging messages as well. Um, Mrs. O'Connor has given me positive verbal communications that I'm showing great leadership um, as chair. Okay. Anyone else? Um, repeat the question again. Yes. Uh, so you, I asked you if anyone brought to your attention complaints. Mm -hmm. and you said the opposite. Okay. Yes. No. No other complaints. Thank you. Um, anyone else? bring to your attention uh, positive comments about your role as commissioner? Um, yes, Mike Malore at um, Cemetery Park for a tree planting. He said, I'd like to welcome Spencer Norm, the newest tree advocate and someone I'm looking forward to working with, an exciting person. Um, yeah, I think that's probably 
oh, um, I had um, a council member, council member Mike Johnson, reached out to me and said that he had been hearing great things about the work I had been doing at the Parks and Rec Commission. Mm -hmm. Keep it up. I don't, that's, I don't want to fish for more, but that's, that's okay. good. So, Stacy, Sarah, so, uh, how long would you say she's been sending you those emails? Uh, or how, how many she emails just you became ever the parks manager. How many emails like that have I received? Two to three. Okay. Verbal, two. Yesterday's was a verbal, and I've had two emails for her. Okay. And do you know the time frame of those emails? I would say uh, uh, like 11 months, four months, and yesterday was a phone call because okay. I had a, I had a meeting on Wednesday and what did she say in your phone call yesterday chair Norn I want to thank you again so much for the support that you show us in these meetings that all the other commissioners might not understand the full aspects about what's going on but you take the time to learn and know what's going on and to really respect our team so thank you so much for understanding where we're coming from and always having our back now, Mr. Martin, you said he sent you emails after he left. Facebook Messenger. Oh. Just said, you know, Tom, best of luck to you. And Tom said, you know, thank you, Commissioner Norn. It was always great working with you. You know, you're doing great. Wish you the best of luck. And Tom was the same way. And when did he leave again? I'm sorry. Uh, about 12 months ago. Okay. And that was always interesting, too, how Tom left. Just put in there as well. He might have also been being harassed. That was also, you know, part of the case. Actually, from, told from Mike Malore. Believe it or not, Mike, Mike was the one that turned me on to saying that Tom left because Nancy was so aggressive and pushed him out. Did not, not that I think even more. It's even interesting to think about that. So I was always, I, was, I felt as a commissioner, it was my stewardship to check on Tom Martin because I knew what was happening with staff. And I, if he had felt that he had been pushed out and moved to Oregon, it was my job as commissioner to reach out to him to let him know that it's my role to make him feel loved and comforted as a community member. And I did that, and we received positive accolades after. Because I was, I was in fear that he was, unfortunately, maybe, um, there was rumors going around staff that he was being harassed by Nancy. Did Mr. Martin ever communicate that to you? No. Mike Malore did. Mike Malore said one time, I forgot about this interaction, Mike Malore said that two things, now it's coming back to my, that when we got back into COVID reopening and all of the employees that had to come back into the office had to get reallocated back into their job descriptions. At that time, a lot of employees thought they were going to be moved into new positions, but management didn't know what to really do to adhere the expectations. Nancy was supposedly, from Mike's word, running around the office, going on a tirade, screaming at people. And that she said, now that Spencer's the chair, we have a real problem. He called me to tell me that. Who called you to tell you that? Mike Malore. The moment that I became the chair, the next day he called me and said, I heard her say, we have a real problem. We, I've got to get him out of here. And Malore, that's how we used to be. Uh, Greg, he was calling me, getting, putting me in this position. So, be quiet. Okay. So, um, you said the next day after you became commissioner, right? Chair. Chair, I'm sorry. Yes, chair. Do you recall the day you became chair? I'm so sorry, I don't. That was about nine months ago. I should have had this stuff ready for you, I guess. About nine months ago. Bill McReynolds got appointed to the general plan committee. And once you are on the general plan committee, you couldn't also hold the position as active parks and rec chair. So the next meeting, we had an impromptu vote. And that's when I was on the bottom of this commission. And thank for my colleagues, they've nominated and voted me chair. That was a big moment 
for our, for our department. And that's the moment that I heard that she started to turn rapidly to find out, you know, let's get him out of here. Mike even called me and testified to that. Okay. Now, when did you receive the positive verbal communications from Ms. O'Connor? Um, in a walk we did at Cemetery Park. Do you recall when that was? <sighs> About nine months ago, right when I became chair. Um, we had had, um, Nancy didn't, I don't think, wanted me on the commission. I'm just going to say it straight up. And she felt that because I was a young, energetic, passionate young man, that I was going to create procedural problems. And at that time, we knew that we had differences and that I was chair. We needed to come together. And we met at Cemetery Park and had an amazing team-building conversation. And in that moment, we almost had teared up with each other. We talked about meeting every two weeks or twice a month to go for walks to talk about how we could build a relationship. And at that moment, I wanted to let her know two things that I had. Number one was Las Vegas. She had had rumors and gotten to me at that moment in the, at Cemetery Park and said that she had heard me talking down about her and it really hurt her feelings. And I apologized to her. She said that I was spreading rumors about her harassing other people. I said, well, what about Las Vegas? And she said, forget Las Vegas. And I said, that's true, but the employees can't. So I'm trying to stand up for the employees. And also there's one more thing, Mrs. O'Connor. I have to ask you why I was decommissioned when I first got on my commission 18 months ago, an employee a city of Ventura made false accusations about me moving and having my address changed. The city of Ventura acted upon this without an investigation and removed me from the commission. Within five days, I challenged them, asked them why they did this, showed them proof of my residency, and the next month they recommissioned me. Okay, That was very hurtful to me. And I was told by others that I could have made a public request to find out which community member put a public request in to see when I verify my address. I put a public request in for public records, and that record was denied. Antoinette Mann, in an email, it was advised by the city attorney to not give me the public record to who found out and made the claim that I had moved and made that false claim. I said, Nancy, I want to let you know I'm not going to let this go. I'm going to find out who put that claim in. She hasn't talked to me since. She hasn't returned an email. She hasn't returned a phone call in the last eight months. Uh, Ms. O'Connor. Ms. O'Connor. Okay. Who's Antoinette Mann? She is the city clerk, okay. who unfortunately is no longer with us. Okay. And so the last time that you spoke with her is when she gave you positive verbal communications. Positive verbal communications, and then the rest came out. So it was great but, job you're but, doing. Yes, you can see how the conversation morphed, but absolutely. And again, you haven't spoken with her in nine months. Yeah. Okay. In that um, cemetery tree planning ceremony, when did that take place with Mike Malloy? One year. Thanks for your time, Greg. And the in the um, conversations with Mr. Uh, with Council Member Johnson. Oh, about positive accolades, just mm -hmm. in the last three months.
Have you ever been involved in any investigations of complaints by um, non-city employees involving postings or videos on social media? No. Okay. Now, how long have you known Ms. O'Connor? Known? Known of? Or what did that piece describe? No, just generally. How long have you known her? Since I came at city council meetings, four and a half years. Okay. I used to come speak at city council meetings. I would see her speak. That was my first knowledge of her. Okay. And is that commission that you're involved in uh, something within her department? Yes. Now, do you interact with Ms. O'Connor directly in no. your role as commissioner? No. I mean, her, I've heard in the past other commission, other chairs and commissioners have, but me, you're not. You're supposed to deal directly with the management. That's why I've been instructed, because they want to let the managers learn how to do it, and she doesn't want to get involved. So she said something outside the meetings, never says anything. People have said in the past that she does that just to keep herself separate from being liable. Liable. Okay. Um, so other than the one interaction or conversation you had at that um, cemetery park, mm -hmm. but have you had any other conversations with her? Oh, yeah. And well, are, are those related to your role as commissioner? Sure. Sure. I mean, some of them professional, some of them off the thing, but, you know, um, yeah. So how would you describe those interactions? Fair. Yeah. Brief and fair. Do you recall any incidents involving you and Ms. O'Connor? Nope. Do you recall any conversations with Ms. O'Connor where she told you, or you, you both discussed your role as commissioner and she told you that you could not direct her staff and that you were overstepping to the point her staff felt harassed by you? No. You don't recall those conversations? No. Or, or you don't believe they happened? No, on all of that. Okay. Okay. Oh, that never happened. Are you aware of any complaints filed against you by city employees involving allegations that you uh, overstep your boundaries as commissioner? No. No one's ever told me anything that I'm doing anything wrong as commissioner. Okay. Are you aware of any complaints by any city staff that you don't follow proper procedures in your role as commissioner? The commission got an email two months ago that we put a motion to go for a vote during the meeting that didn't need to go to a motion. So that, if that's something, then yes. Other than that? No. And who was that email from? Stacy Zero Zero. Okay. And what was the outcome of that? Nothing. Do you recall an incident during a tree planting event sometime in October 2021? Uh, where there were scheduled speakers, but you were not one of them, and you still spoke during the event and said you were uh, authorized or representing the city. Do you recall any such event? No. Do you recall an incident where you were wearing an orange vest and were trimming trees and the police came up to you uh, because you had no authorization from the city to be doing those activities? To be trimming trees? Yes. No. You don't recall that event? No. Okay. 
Do you recall any instances where you tried to direct the work of city employees? No. Do you recall any instances where you berated city employees while you've been a commissioner? No. Do you recall an incident where you were stopped and questioned by a Ventura police officer because you were spray painting a wall um, on and around May 13, 2021 without city authorization? I have city authorization because I called the police department that morning and let them know according to Chief Schindler. So I called Chief Schindler that morning and let them know that I was doing tag covering and sticker removal at the park. Okay, other than calling the... Um, I posted, yeah, I posted on, yeah, it was posted on Facebook too. Okay, so why don't you tell me about that incident? What, what happened? Okay, um, I'm at Community Park along the bike trail. And in my hobby, I like to go what's called beautify the parks. And I match color and I color what's a public paint that's not supposed to be there. And I also remove stickers. As I was removing a sticker, if I can stand up, mm -hmm. I was in the middle of the bike trail, if you know where the Branca is between the government center and community park. I was bending down like this, scraping a sticker. As I look up, the police officer is running full at me with a taser out, which I think is a gun, saying, put the weapon down, put the weapon down, put the weapon down, with a red dot on my chest. Mm -hmm. And I say, stop it, stop, please don't shoot me, please don't shoot me. I put it down with the putty knife. I sit down and I say, down just like this. Mm -hmm. And he stands over the top of me and says, you're really scared now, aren't you, punk? You're really scared now. I go, sir, I don't get scared. I'm out here cleaning graffiti and stickers by myself at 9 o'clock in the morning. And that's what happened. And they started, I said, do you guys know, I said, and then I said, like, well, don't you guys might know who I am? They're like, does it matter who you are? I'm like, I'm a Parks and Rec Commissioner. No, you're not a Parks and Rec Commissioner. They started talking down to me. Show me where the spray paint is. Show me where all this stuff is. They didn't believe me. And I went over and showed them where I had done a cover, cover tag. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the incident. Okay. So that beautifying the parks that you were mentioning, do you need city authorization for that? Do I need to see, does a resident need to see the authorization to beautify the parks? That's your question? Yes. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know? That's what I said. Okay. No, I just want to make sure I heard yeah. you correctly. Yes, ma'am. Man, I see people picking up trash all the time in Ventura. I don't know if they get permission or not. Do you know if, there's, uh, if the city has to grant authority to residents before painting over graffiti in city property? No. Do you think your conduct in that incident was appropriate? Yes. Why? Because I was in the, for fear of my life, actually, very silly, but. Uh, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. The conduct of painting and beautifying. Absolutely. Oh. And what, why was that appropriate? Why is that appropriate? It's appropriate because we take pride and take action for our city to become a better place. Okay. In those conversations about Ms. O'Connor with Mr. Malord, did you ever criticize Ms. O'Connor? No. You don't recall any conversations with Mr. Malor where you criticized Mr. Connor's role as Parks and Recreations Director? No. Um, and just let me be clear. Do you, did you ever make, or did you ever have those conversations where you criticized with him? 
Miss O'Connor? No. Okay. Do you have any opinions as to Miss O'Connor's job as the Parks and Recreations Director? No, I don't have I don't have any experience in the Parks and Rec Division. I don't have no testimony to make off of that. I'm not a Parks and Rec person. I'm a I'm a commissioner. Okay. And and so is the fact that she, is she's a female director have any effect on any opinions you may have of the Parks and Recreations Department? No. Is the fact that, that Ms. O'Connor's female director have any effects on the way you deal with the park and recreations employees as your role as commissioner? No. Do you recall any incidents involving Ms. Arasua of the nature that we've discussed, aggressive or hostile? No. Or bullying? No. And so you mentioned that Ms. Arasua is your contact? Yep. Okay. And so do you work with her? Directly or frequently? Yep, almost every other day or every week. On what type of matters? Just email communication from residents. Residents looking for questions, residents looking for action, residents looking for things. So I just use, I feel like I'm a conduit. I just hear the information and I'll, I share it with staff. Okay. Um, and do you, how would you describe those interactions? Great, wonderful. And how long have you been working with her in this direct capacity? Since she's been promoted, so I think it's 12 months. Before that, did you work with Ms. Arzua? Yes. In what capacity? I don't want to say it's the same because she wasn't hosting the meetings, but mm -hmm. it is the same seniority position. So she's the rec manager, now she's the parks manager. Mm -hmm. So, but yes, very similar capacity. Just okay. not as much communication because that then my emails were going to Tom Martin because he was more, I guess, in this situation, the parks is considered the lead in that sense. And how would you describe those interactions? Mr. Barton? No, with Ms. Arasua. Good. Great. Do you recall any instances where the tone or tenor of your interactions with Ms. Arasua, either in person or in email? Were dismissive of her position? No. And again, you don't recall or those instances didn't happen? Didn't happen. Do you recall any conversations with any city employee where you criticized Ms. Arazua and the job she was doing for the city? No. And again, you no, don't double didn't no. happen? No, no. No, it didn't happen. Okay. Do you have any opinions of Ms. Arzu's job as the recreation director? Absolutely. And She's doing else? a great job. She's doing an amazing job. We're, we're, our staff is sitting understaffed. Our staff has been depleted the last five years, and she's our senior employee showing amazing leadership. Okay. And she's done a great job dealing with um, commissioners that are learning on the job. I mean, Commissioner Turner right now is another prime example of Commissioners aren't given playbooks. Not, you know what I mean? We don't. It's not like you're left free to do what you're supposed to do. And if you're trying to do the best you can do, and no one tells you to stop doing what you're doing, I mean, that's that's what's going on. And you know, there's other commissioners too that will gladly testify to this. And what are those opinions based on? 
about Ms. Arzula? Uh, opinions about what? about her job. Her great, role. great. No, I know, but what what is the basis for your belief that she's doing a great job? Oh, um, her response times are good. Um, the action um, time is good. I think we currently have seven active projects in the city of Ventura, which mm -hmm. is a very high number to have. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing complexity of projects. We just received two grants in the sum of over $7 million in the last six months for a skate park and to upgrade the Ventura River Trail. Mm -hmm. um, she's doing amazing work. She's okay. br brought a lot of incorporation of a nonprofit in the Ventura Tree Alliance. I mean, I can go on. Um, and do you think the fact that she's a female director has any effect on your opinions of the job she's doing? No. Okay. Now, do you deny the, the allegation that you overstep your bounds as commissioner with respect to dealing with uh, parks and recreation staff? Yes. You, you already asked him that question. Do you deny the allegations that you direct city employees without having authority to do so? She's already asked you that question. Answer it again. No. You deny it, right? Yes. Okay. Do you deny the allegations that you berate city employees? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to instruct him not to answer because we're wasting a lot of time here. You've asked these questions, he's answered them. If you're done, ask, if you're done with this questionnaire, and I have, I have only a few questions left. Okay, well, well don't re-ask sure questions. He's already clear. answered. It's clear this is a political hit job, and we will be subpoenaing your your records for how much time you're spending for this, so we can show the city of Ventura how much tax dollars are wasting, going after my client for being transparent. But go ahead, ask your last few questions. Sure, thank you. Um, do you deny the allegations that your Tomba City employees is disrespectful or demeaning? Yes. Do you deny the allegation that you are aggressive in your interactions with city employees? Yes. Do you deny that you have treated city employees in a hostile or harassing manner? Yes. And do you deny that you engage in intimidating conduct with city employees? Yes. And do you deny that you engage in any threatening conduct with city employees? Yes. So, is there anyone else you suggest I speak to regarding the allegations of the complaint? Other than who's already mentioned? Of course, other than who's already mentioned. Um, oof, that was like, why would I bring them into the, no, I mean. Well, give the names of witnesses that would back you right. up. If you had to sue oh. the city of Ventura over this BS, yeah. who would be your witnesses? Tell her right now so she can go off and okay. interview them. Okay. Uh, Tell her who would be your best witnesses at trial. Okay. Uh, Derek Turner. Um, Is, are, are they city employees? He's a fellow commissioner. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Don Wood. And also a commissioner? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else that's... Well, let me do this. As I understand, Mr. Ramirez has to leave. Um, if you want to send me the names of the folks you... Uh, think I should speak to the, regarding the allegations sure. via email. And actually, I would ask that you cancel send them to me since you're not represented. Um, so to see you sometime today and to having to recollect. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Now, in terms of um, documents, you know if there's any documents that may be helpful for my investigation? No. Um, no. Nothing to think of. And I will do the same. If you recall any documents okay. that you think are helpful, then I would ask your counsel to let me know. Thank you. Okay. Um, and is there anything else you'd like to add? I love my city. Okay. I love my city. 
and I, and I love this staff, and I've done nothing but try to be the best commissioner I can be. And I have been upfront and asked for help. And if they felt that I did those things, I'm sorry in that sense. But you know what? I've been working from the heart. Well, this concludes the question and answer portion of the interview. Um, I, I just want to uh, verify. Well, actually, Mr. Ramirez, can you provide me with your information? Oh, thank you so much. There you go. Um, and then in terms of your address, is that the same that you gave me? Um, in 290 De Loma, I think it is. Yes. Yeah, it should be. Where we sent you the letter for the interview today. I was going off the email. I don't know if I got the letter. Well, I sent you an email with the letter. And okay. Then we sent you a hard copy. Okay, that, cool. The last um, address that you gave me about a month or so. Yeah, that's it. it that's it. That's it. Okay. Do you have any questions for me? No. Okay. You're confidential and not to discuss it or discuss the contents of it with anyone other than your attorney until the conclusion of the investigation. Um, again, if you want to or have any additional information you want to discuss with me, I would ask that you let your attorney know and we can set up another time to okay. discuss. Um, and any documents or names of witnesses that you think I should speak to that may have relevant information in terms of the investigation now that you know the allegations. Again, I would ask that you let your counsel uh, let me know and I, so that I have that information, okay? Okay. Well, I thank you both for your time. Thank you. The time is now 124, and we are going to go off the record. Okay, folks, that was it. The interview that we've been waiting to hear about the Commissioner Norn and the situation of the allegations of where I was at and my side of the story. There's always two sides. I want to thank you, Fabiola, for the time I've given that interview. Um, it could have been better. It could have been worse, but it was. it is what it is. I want to give a big shout out to Greg Ramirez, my lawyer, for being there with me and continuing to do work moving forward. So thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this interview. Thank you to KVTA the newspaper, and the whole community for going through this with me. We're going to move forward with this. This is a volunteership. This isn't something negative again. Remember, if we're going to be moving and being controversial and stirring things up in this community, we're doing with an open heart and acceptance, not to cause problems, but to find solutions. And I will also add that uh, a day or two after you had this uh, uh, dismissal, if you will, at the city hall at the meeting, yes, sir. you were out cleaning up graffiti two days later. In Moon Ditch, a project we worked on for two years. One day years. later, the next day, it was, it, you were out. Thank you, Spencer, for saying that. You know what? My heart is true servant. I'm here with you, servant all the time. That's what Ventura Ford's about. Creating this opportunity, a big old pot. Bring in your investments. Bring in your talents. Bring in your time. And we're going to find a way for you to give back to the 805 because we appreciate you. And we love that you're following the Ventura Ford vibe. Share the stoke. Let's go.